Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the clap for fun? One, two, three. <laughs> I don't know if that'll match up. Who cares? No idea. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so fucking pumped. Speaking of being pumped. <gasps> yeah. Um. No. No. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. <laughs> let's I was let's trying skate to be like, past that. <laughs> I was trying to be like, it's the weekend and I'm living deliciously. And speaking of. <laughs> but then I was like, no one said that. <laughs> <laughs> said it in my head and went that's perfect i see it I well see i said it. it now so speaking of living yep. deliciously indeed <laughs> we're talking about the vavitch the vavitch oh, i fucking i'm so excited i'm so, so excited i've seen this movie three times three or oh, four. this is my second really i yeah. saw it i was so excited because when we were at gateway before they changed the uh, policy we were allowed mm. to watch movies at midnight once they released. And so they opened up like the key or whatever. So at midnight, we would start the movie and we got to watch this one before it came out. So I saw it before everyone. And I was oh like, yeah. <laughs> and I loved yeah. it. Everyone left the theater and they were like, boring. <gasps> I was like, okay, so you guys don't know good movies. <laughs> no. I would like to shame them now. I know. And I was talking to someone last night. And I was like, oh, have you ever seen The Witch? And they were like, yeah, I watched it once. And I went, oh, yeah. And they went, I don't think it's good. And I went, oh, that's one of my favorites. And I just walked away. How does it feel to be objectively wrong, you know? I know. I was like, oh, so. But but that's the thing. A lot of people don't like The Witch. Because it's not like traditional, like, jump scare scary. So I feel like it, mm. I feel like there's a certain type of person who likes a certain kind of horror film. And that's jump, yeah. totally chill. Yeah. No worries. And this is not their vibe. Yep. And that's okay. That's... All joking aside, it's okay if this is not your favorite yeah. movie in the entire I'm world. Like, I, I totally just, get this, it. This does just really get to, oh, bumped my mic in my excitement. <laughs> I got excited. This, it's like, cool. <laughs> this really does just like scratch that no, itch, you know? I love it. And, I, and I'm and i like, I totally understand because I think there are some people who just enjoy a more like, I don't know, what's the word I'm trying to like, more exciting, like uh, yeah. physical kind of like horror. I don't know. Yeah. And I still do, but. This is my yeah. favorite kind, is the kind that's just fucking spooky. Yeah. Oh, good shit. Good shit. So I'm excited. Do you want fun facts? I do. We haven't recorded in a while, so if I forget the order we do things, just bear with me. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. The Witch. Wait, hold on. I <laughs> My notes <laughs> for the movie like that I usually do are at the bottom, but I was at the beginning and I just saw, I love this movie, and I went, well, yeah, but... <laughs> Here we go. Everything's fine. <clears throat> okay, so it's written and directed by Robert Eggers, who I thought had done more. And then yeah. I was like, oh, nope. This was his first. 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 Which is wild to me. I thought that was so cool. So he's also done The Lighthouse, which I love as well, mm. uh, in The Northman, which I haven't seen, but people liked. Like, I, I just didn't see it. Um, and he's supposed to do, did you already read about Nosferatu? No. So Nosferatu's supposed to come out in 2024. It was Ooh. supposed to be his next film. Like, it was supposed to be his second film he ever did. And then he was like, I just think that's wrong. He was like, I think it's kind of wrong of me to 
think that I'm good enough to do Nosferatu right now. So oh he said no. He was like, no. <laughs> oh, and so wow. now he's doing it because it's his fourth film. And he's like, I feel ready. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I love that He had some him. practice runs. I love that he was like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody was like, was you like, should do it. He said, no, 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 no. He's <laughs> like, so let me pace myself. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, but it was just funny because he had directed uh, in school. He had directed like a stage version of Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. And then that was so good that he got recruited to do like a professional version of Nosferatu. And then because of that, they were like, well, you know, you should do the movie. And he was like, give me some time. Yeah. <laughs> we love someone who knows their boundaries, <laughs> knows oh, their God, limits. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, he wrote and directed this movie. Um, and you're going to notice a theme. We love a team. This is mm. a little team. Uh, the uh, so cinematography was Jaron Blaschk. I'm not sure how to say it, but I think that's it. <clears throat> yeah. uh, also did The Lighthouse, and that was nominated for Best Cinematography at the Oscars. Ooh. It won Best Cinematography at the Independent Spirit Awards. So hmm. he's very talented. Also did The Northman, uh, is set to do Nosferatu, and also did Knock at the Cabin, which I haven't okay. seen yet. That's the new one, new-ish one by M. Night Shyamalan. So, oh, okay. Haven't seen it yet, but if it looks like this, I'm in. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music was Mark Corvin, which we've actually talked about before. I knew the name sounded familiar, and I was like, what have yeah. we done with this guy? Uh, did the movie The Cube, which I haven't seen. Have you oh, seen that? No, okay. I'm not. I haven't seen it. It's on my list to watch, but I never did. Um, also did The Black Phone. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I was like, the music sounded kind of like... Okay, like I feel like I've heard this, and yeah, yeah it's black phone. And then did the lighthouse. So yeah. a team. I haven't. I, I haven't team. seen the lighthouse yet. Really, I loved yeah. it, but yeah. my experience with the lighthouse was hilarious because I went and saw it, and I was pumped about it. And I saw it at where I worked, the theater. And there was a person next to me who just would not stop talking, and they wouldn't stop playing like footsie with each other, and they were being aggressively handsy. So I couldn't focus. And then at the mm-hmm. end, the person just stood up and went, weird fucking movie. And then left. Huh. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But it was that was my experience. So I can't wait to watch yeah. it again and be like, ah, no one's touching each other. Thank God. <laughs> I don't need that right now. Uh, yeah. And then the budget. So the budget was $4 million. Mm. Guess how much it made. Wow. Okay. Um... I can give you a hint that when I worked at the movie theater, people were jazzed about it. If that helps at all. 50 million. You're so close. What? Yeah. You're being like really nice, but you're also like pretty damn close. Uh, It's 40.4. Oh my God. That's the, that might be the closest (laughs) that I've been You like nailed it. You said 50 and I went, oh, well, (laughs) I was like, I think she kind of gets it. Um, yeah, forty point four. So like, people were fucking wow. pumped about this movie. Um, and I, when I worked there, I was still, I don't think I was doing tech yet. I think I was still ushering. So people would come out and be like, "Oh, I don't like that. That's the devil's <laughs> movie." Like people were oh so afraid of it because it was so subtle, but also so focused on the devil that people would come out and be like, "Evil." <laughs> Is it like our generation's Exorcist? <laughs> I, I actually was gonna tell you this, and I was like. This movie had the Exorcist vibes where people hyped it up and hyped it up to be so evil that some people didn't want to see it. A lot of people left because they were like, uh-uh, I'm not getting cursed by that movie. Like, a lot of people what? wouldn't stay because they thought it was just too evil. And I think that's so funny for a movie that is not that... It's 
it's divisive between is that how you say it? divisive yeah. between horror film like fans because some yeah. people love it and some people think it's boring and then there's this like other group of people who just think it's evil they don't want to watch it <laughs> oh my god their parents probably boycotted uh what was the christmas one with santa and oh. they were like you can't ruin our children's you christmas can't ruin it it was it was so funny i saw when i saw it at midnight i knew i was like i think people are gonna be are gonna hate this love this or genuinely think they're gonna get cursed and Incredible. i love that silent Ooh. night deadly night I had yes. to remember. Okay. I was like, what was it? Okay. I have some other just little fun facts. Yeah. And I'm just going to read them because I thought they were fun. Um, so Eggers uh, lived in New Hampshire. So he was like really, I don't know, inspired by like going to, what is it? The Pilmouth Plantation, apparently. Plymouth? It's like a, uh, it says Pilmouth. Huh. No, it says Plymouth. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I swear. No, it was the Plymouth Plantation. So apparently he yeah. was like you know, inspired by that. And he, he had pitched a bunch of films and they were told, he was told that they were too weird, too obscure. <laughs> so he said, okay, fine. I have to make a more conventional film. So we made this. Love Amazing. That. Love that this is his more conventional film. I think that's great. What a beautiful compromise that we got. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I love that. He said he showed it to um, a director, Alfonso Cuaron, who read the screenplay in 2013 and said to him, more and more than anything, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking love that. Um, yeah. Oh, and these are the facts that I thought was really cool. So Eggers wanted the set constructed to be as historically accurate as possible. So he mm -hmm. hired actual like Thatchers and Carpenters from Virginia and Massachusetts. Yep. And I was like, so fucking cool. And same with the person who did the costumes. The person who did the costumes studied like extensively like the time period and everything. Mm -hmm. And then eventually was like, I need more money. Like, <laughs> like they had to up the costume budget. They were like, bro, I need more hemp. I need it. Amazing. Um, also. Man, more wigs. Yeah, more wigs. <laughs> we need it. Um, it was supposed to be filmed. He wanted it to be filmed in New Hampshire. Um, mm -hmm. But apparently there was like something going on with the tax write-offs and everything so that they couldn't do it. Um Oh, God, where is it? It was so funny. Oh, here we go. So he was looking for somewhere, like, in the country. They had to settle for Canada because it yeah. would be easier. And he said, I have to look off the map because everywhere that he found, the woods just didn't look quite right. Mm -hmm. So eventually he settled for somewhere called Kiosk, Ontario. It was so mm. extremely remote. He said that the nearest town made New Hampshire look like Metropolis. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, and he... I just... I love it. I mean... Oh, also... uh. It's only natural light. <clears throat> Indoors, it was only shot with candles. So mm -hmm. fucking cool. Uh, he chose the Vavitch because the two Vs instead of the W. Because uh, Jacobian era, apparently, on a pamphlet on witchcraft. That's how it was spelt. Yeah. Love that. Love that for him. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was really, that was really all I have for fun facts. About the music, he said that he didn't want any electronic instruments. Mm, so it's yeah. only... Like, you know, traditional whatever. Where was the one? It's called a, a nickel harpa. Huh. <laughs> nickel harpa and a water phone. Those are the main two instruments that they use. And I was like, what the fuck is a water phone? I'm intrigued. And then I looked at it and I went, I've seen that. But I didn't know it was called a water phone. What's so it look like? It is like, it, it's like this, this ring. Okay. Yeah. And it has a little handle right here. And then it has varying um, heights of, like, copper, like, 
rods and then mm. you just like around it i think and you hold oh. that handle look it up look up a fucking water phone and a nickel harpa a nickel harpa looks like nickel a violin harpa. except fucking wild picture like a violin if it had like a monster energy drink oh god <laughs> like <laughs> <goat>. <laughs> like that's that's what i can describe it as <laughs> it's got a beefy neck yeah like it's a, like a nickel harpa if it is like if a violin had a turtleneck on. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. a really cozy, like real wool. <laughs> yeah, like its neck is its focus. Incredible. Um, yeah, and he said the uh, he had he knew that the director had creative control, so he relied on loose play on uh, in improvisation, so that Eggers could move notes around whenever he wanted. Super cool. And that's that. Oh, water phone. I can confirm that I have literally never seen that instrument in my entire life until right now. Right? I looked at it and I went, I've seen this, but I still don't understand it. And I don't no. think it's my place to understand a water phone. No, okay. it's not for us simple millennials. For thine eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed to understand it. Um, so yeah, those are my, my fun facts. To sum up the movie, um... Religious trauma drives a girl to hang out with the devil. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I really, I mean, the religious trauma is the focus in this movie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. Dear God. <laughs> I, as soon as they started talking, I was like, whoo, yikes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. So for a summary, I have one that leaves a lot to the imagination and one that really wants you to know what's happening. Oh, God. Which we one do you want to hear first? Time. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear the one that really wants you to know what's happening first. Okay. Wait, no, take it back. I want to see if I take can it figure yeah, it out no. from the pithy one. Okay, okay. A family in the 1930s New England. Nope, I already fucked up. <laughs> the 1930s? <laughs> I... This is not a joke. I might be numbers dyslexic. I really struggle with numbers. <laughs> Um, anyway, a family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Love it. Hell yeah. 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 Do you want to know more about the entire family? <laughs> is that what they're about to give us? The next one. They're going to give us like a bachelor style, like autobiography of every family ever. Right. I love it. Can't wait. So, Rotten Tomatoes, in 1630 New England, panic and despair involves a farmer, his wife, and their children when youngest son, Samuel, suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance. With suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings Mercy and Jonas suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love to one another. That's a lot. That's a lot of mm -hmm. info. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whew. Wow. I, I like the pithy one better. Same. I always Same. do, though. Very rarely, I tend to prefer that. Yeah, very rarely do I, I want the one with all of the information. Cuco girl, give us nothing. Yeah. That's how I want it to be. Speaking of give us nothing, I forgot to copy my nerd corner over from my template doc. Like where I take my notes yes. and like kind of brace it out so I get down to nerd corner and it just says immersion. <laughs> Let's talk about horror. And then it goes to the rest and it's like, where the fuck are my notes? Immersion. All right. We cool. did it. <laughs> we did it, team. Ooh, it's going to be a short up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go open the doc that has oh, shit. my actual notes. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> <laughs> my nose is running because it's cold. I have a little oh. blankie on my lap. Yeah. yeah. 
if you need to, you know, like put it over your head and kind of wrap yourself out about it. it. I have a second blanket. Actually, I have a blanket here that says this is my horror movie watching blanket. (sighs) And I was going to wrap it around myself, but it's it's got a a kit to make bath bombs on top of it. Well, and I'm scared to move it. Yeah, I'm afraid I'll spit. (laughs) I was like, because the kid will get mad. The kid will get mad. (laughs) Yeah. They don't like to be moved. (laughs) No, certainly not. Mm -mm. All right. Okay, so I already spoiled like a tiny bit of what this is. With it was my... so vague, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Because my my original thought was that you were going to cover like <clears throat> satanic imagery in films, like throughout mm. decades and different time periods, or like witchcraft. That's an obvious one because I've been mm. fooled before trying to guess harder <laughs> ones. Um, or I was going to say like religious trauma, like mm. and how that manifests in horror sometimes. Yeah, so sometime I want to have just, like, a session where you guess what the topic will be, and then I pause and write that, (laughs) because, like, (laughs) I want to write the things that you think I'll write. (laughs) I just, this was the one I, like, dove deep into and was like, she could do this and this and this, and then I was like, just see what she does, Nikki, calm down. I'm excited. Incredible. So a lot of articles that I read were focused on what they called like a supernatural contest, Mm -hmm. the devil versus the Christian God. Mm -hmm. And they were looking very big picture at the level of conflict where like the family members are essentially playthings of larger supernatural forces. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's an incorrect reading by any means, but I'm more interested in looking at the details of it all. So one of the essays that I really dug into uh, studies the details as a tool of immersion and I found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely touching on that. Love it. Uh, but I also wanted to pull in framing and perspective as part of immersion. And yeah. So this may <laughs> meander a bit. But this feels like a film that you can wander with, you know? I'm so excited. Where, like, it lets you wander a bit. It really so does. You have, <clears throat> yeah, you have to get in the woods to experience it all. You and do. I respect that. So I did want to start with, like, a brief refresher on folk horror mm-hmm. as a subgenre. And then dig into how framing of scenes combined with the level of visual and historical detail creates a sense of immersion that allows us to be caught up in the panic and dread. Yeah. So um, my brain stopped. Oh, the reason I wanted to say talk full horror is because um, the subtitle is like an, uh, a New England folk yeah. tale yeah. or something Yeah, New England like folk that. Yeah. story or something like that. Folk story. Yeah. So, yeah. Folk something. Folk it. <laughs> folk it. <laughs> folk it. <laughs> you know what? Folk it. <laughs> Okay, we're doing it live. <laughs> okay, we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, it's good. So, we talked about folk horror more in depth in the Wicker Man episode. So, I figured I'd just have like a nice little reminder here of the mm-hmm. definition. So, Wikipedia defines it as, quote, a subgenre of horror film and horror fiction that uses elements of folklore to invoke fear and foreboding. Typical elements include a rural setting, isolation, and themes of superstition, folk religion, paganism, sacrifice, and dark aspects of nature. Yeah, so supernatural horror Mm -hmm. is typically more focused on the supernatural entity or entities, Mm -hmm. while folk horror tends to follow the ways that impacts humans in relation to each other and society. Right. So it's not just that someone on their own is like cursed or haunted, but the ways in which that collides with societal structures or enmesh societal inequalities or leads to conflict with other humans. Right. <clears throat> so that's kind of like the division there. But again, like we've talked about this before, subgenres are just kind of like free range. Like you do what you want to do and we'll support that. Or we'll apparently argue over it. Yeah, and we'll fight. But yeah, we'll fight. <laughs> and that's fine. But this, uh, I got distracted. Okay. Uh, so I think we can see that with the bitch. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a witch. 
and an arguably evil presence. But it's not about like the evil itself Mm -mm. capturing the world. It's about the family falling apart when they've been banished. Sorry, banished. Yeah. Banished. 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 So this is where we can really get into the historical detail. And I am such a nerd for other nerds. And Eggers did his goddamn research. So you like touched on it. Mm -hmm. I want to go like in depth on it. I'm so excited. That's why I didn't bring it up. Because I was like, what if she does? (laughs) I was like, like, if Nikki does, it's okay. Like I can skip that paragraph. Like I, okay. God, I'm so fucking pumped. Okay. So want to know the conflict that led to William getting his family kicked out? Hell yeah. He thought that through based on the actual opposing religious tenets of groups of Puritans. (laughs) Now, this is one of the many times to say fuck colonizers and fuck the propaganda we were taught in history class. There's like several levels of unlearning and the very bottom level is when you're taught like a grossly oversimplified event or timeline. And then a few years later, your teacher's like, yeah, that was too complex for the curriculum. So we whitewash the ever living shit out of it. And this is one of those like situations with the Puritans. Yeah. Uh, and before I even get into that, they didn't call themselves that. That was more of a pejorative term. Okay. Uh, they tended to refer to themselves as the godly saints, professors, or God's children. That sounds about right. But also, I'm calling them Puritans. <clears throat> just for fun, I just want to point out that at the school I teach, uh, our history teacher right now is literally giving out a whole worksheet on debunking the myths of thanksgiving Fuck yes. and they have to do the research of like what we're taught and then they have to debunk it and figure out what actually happened it's so great oh that makes me so happy i love it i love reading it and i'm like nice <laughs> so because like he's great I, that makes me hopeful because <laughs> really when i was in elementary school i remember we had like the um construction paper and we would like make a feather yeah. and like it was just like it was so awful racist and shit. We yeah. all had to do a play about how we were like, you guys are going to be the Native Americans. You guys are going to be the, mm-hmm. the, you know, pilgrims and we're all going to get along and have dinner. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not it though. No, that's really <laughs> that ain't not it. it. So good for you. So my teacher. As we were taught yes. in yeah. grade school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we learned that they came to the quote new world mm-hmm. for religious freedom. Yeah. Uh, so they were in what we were taught, or at least how I was taught it, they were being persecuted for their religious beliefs. So they hopped on a boat, took a perilous soul cruise to make friends with the indigenous folk and definitely not contribute to genocide. Yeah. No. So something, something Mayflower Compact. (laughs) In middle school, our teachers corrected the first half to say, yeah, so their religious beliefs were actually really strict and they left because they wanted to be more intense than the church they were leaving. Jesus. So it was a little reframe. Uh, it wasn't like that the nerd left the party because they were unwelcome. It was that the narc left the party because the parents didn't bring down the hammer the way they wanted them to. <laughs> oh, man. It was literally just a whole crew of narcs being like, yeah. we're out. You guys don't tattle enough. Shippo narcs. Yeah. <laughs> so if we want to like skip the analogies and talk about it in like the terms, yeah. uh, the terms, that's historical detail for you. Yeah. Uh, so there were Protestants in the Church of England and thought the Reformation didn't go far enough. They were like, you didn't strip away enough of the Roman Catholic practices. So they were like, this, this will not stand. And from there, they were even split a little bit further. This isn't like two clean cut divisions, but there are kind of two ways of yeah. looking at it or two like primary camps. Mm-hmm. So those that wanted to keep reforming the existing institution and those who were like, this is too corrupted to reform, we're splitting. Yeah. So this is where we get to what's directly related to the witch. 
According to a footnote, oh, I need to cite my article now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Essay, sorry. So this is in the book uh, Divine Horror, Essays on the Cinematic Battle Between the Sacred and the Diabolical. Love it. Edited by Cynthia J. Miller and A. Banwen Van Riper. Love it. So I'm quoting from the article by Thomas Prash. Mm -hmm. What, oh, this is, this does my brain one. Okay. What went we out into the wilderness to find? Supernatural contest in Robert Eggers the Witch, a New England folktale. So that is the title of this essay in the book. Perfect. Um, so one of the footnotes mm -hmm. by Thomas Prash, thank you, Thomas Prash, uh, said, quote, the Plymouth Pilgrims, who at the alleged first Thanksgiving, they wanted to separate entirely, but the Massachusetts Bay Colony was non-separatist Puritan. And so William is a separatist who has come to the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that's never directly called out in the script. Right. But that depth of detail behind the very first scene is, like, beautiful to me. It's so good. Because in the first scene, we hear William defending himself and saying, like, those judging him are not true Christians. Mm -hmm. And they say he's so vain, he probably thinks this trial's about him. <laughs> and, like, his he and his family are banished because he was prideful, probably for loudly preaching separatism mm -hmm. in a church that was reformist. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, Eggers knew his shit. Um, beyond the setting for the conflict, he also studied the Geneva Bible, which mm -hmm. was the version favored in this time for the Puritans. Interesting. Uh, he said he read it cover to cover with focus on the Gospels. Whew. And I'm like, baby, Bibles are thick. Yeah, I'm like, you really my did. Man, what? <laughs> he did five years of research. I have a direct quote on this. I mean, in, it shows. Like, a few sentences. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, boy, does it. <laughs> So he read journals of famous Puritans to understand not only vernacular, but also belief and perspective. Mm -hmm. He pulled specific prayers from those journals. And this essay cites a bunch of specific texts. Uh, so like he really did his homework to explore the psychology of the family, but he also put them in a remarkably realistic setting. And I love learning about how sets are constructed yeah. and how actors are prepared. So buckle up for some I'm, long direct quotes. That's all you did. Yeah. <laughs> And Prash quotes this article directly in his essay, and I read the article, and I was like, damn, yeah, I get it. So I'm also going to quote the, as the article that he this quotes in the shit. essay. Okay, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm so excited Oh, my God, right I'm so now. pumped. Uh, so this is a quote from Grantland, the scariest movie at Sundance, how Robert Eggers made the horrifying, historically accurate The Witch. Yes. So, direct quote. Eggers spent five years researching, developing, and writing the script for The Witch. To forge his authentic colonial setting, the writer-director poured over historical documents at Smithsonian's Plymouth Plantation in Plymouth, Massachusetts. I understand why you said Plymouth because it's P-L-I-M-O-T-H. Yes, it's P-I-L instead of like, and I was like, Plymouth. No, I, I get it. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. And then continuing the direct <clears throat> quote, according to Taylor Joy, Eggers absorbed exhaustive tomes and primary source diaries reaching encyclopedic knowledge levels. Eggers uncovered architectural notes to appropriately construct Yield Cabin in the Woods and taught his crew era-appropriate farming techniques just in case his characters' farms ever needed to become fully operational. <laughs> so, want to know about the set and historical accuracy? Yeah. I've got you. A direct quote from the essay, which is a direct quote of Eggers being interviewed about this. Yeah. Everything you see on camera is the authentic materials that would have been used at the time, and often we had to use period construction methods and tools to make it look right. We also had a week of rehearsals where we were working on the farm. How do you milk goats? How do you use bill hooks? What's the layout of the farm? The family's farm was constructed from scratch. The clapboards that sheathed the siding, no one in Canada knew how to make them correctly, so we had to find a guy in Massachusetts who knew how to hand-drive oak clapboards, and we had to ship them up. What? <laughs> 
I'm like, clapboards, okay. Sure. And so that's just like the home itself in constructing it. They like used age appropriate tools. And one of the fun things is like they have a bill hook and the bill hooks later fell out of favor Mm -hmm. and like weren't used. But at the time that he was like setting this, they were. And so it was, oh, I love that. Um, So they also ate region and time appropriate food. So when they're having dinner, they have cornmeal, cornmeal unleavened bread. Yeah. Uh, and they eat it with spoons and knives since forks weren't really a thing around then. I don't know about when forks came into vogue or when they were created, but forks were just not a thing for the Puritans. Too pointy. It was too joyful. I don't know. Too pointy. They were like, that's (laughs) the devil's utensil. (laughs) Indeed. But knives were fine. Uh, I don't know why. Satan's fork. (laughs) So outside the home, uh, Eggers also divided the men and the women in the meeting ho- in the meeting room in the opening scene the way that they would have been at that time. So even the extras that are barely seen in the background yeah. were properly divided. They use rush lights, which are grass rush candles. So you take like grass rushes mm-hmm. and you dip them in wax, and that's what was uh, lighting things. Oh, okay. Uh, and the scene where the witch flies early on shows her on a stick, not a broomstick. Mm-hmm. Witches didn't start writing your least favorite cleaning tool until the 18th century, and so he mm-hmm. was like, no, no, no. Even your folklore will be accurate to the period. Yeah, because this comes from like, well, I mean, this is also before that, but like it absolutely looked just like the painting from Francisca de, uh, de Goya. Yes. And I was like, God, that's beautiful. They lifted yeah, it off that... and I went, Francisca? <laughs> He's here? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was, I'm pulling out my book if you can't get that good, good Foley, but yeah. um, that was also referenced, but I am not an art history person. Well, the... I am art stupid and they're like oh of course it like references goya and i was like yeah it totally does goya's incredible goya is such a good artist but also the painting that it references or at least that i think it references from the 1700s so technically mm-hmm. it would have been a little after this but whatever that's okay yeah i'm not mad yeah, <laughs> yeah. but i mean eggers knew like no 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 at this time this folklore was they ride sticks they do not ride broomsticks ride broom. yet so i fucking love that um, and he does point out, like, specific items that they had to change in order to, like, make a movie. Right. So, like, the house and the rooms were bigger because they had to be able to move around the set. Exactly. They had more candles light, uh, more candles lit than they normally would because they had to light a film. Uh, but there were, like, a few aesthetic changes as well. Like, one of them was that, like, the goat structure mm-hmm. was thatched. Yeah. But typically it wouldn't have been uh, because the goats would eat it. But that was, like, an aesthetic choice. Yeah. Um, but overall, the attention to detail is so precise that it's, like, gravity <sighs> pulling you into that world. God, it's good. We have set pieces, props, and costumes to visually entrance us, paired with period-specific speech patterns and rigorously researched ideology. So sometimes period pieces, at least for me, can be jolting because mm-hmm. it's, like, so unfamiliar. But Eggers pulls us in smoothly and near completely. It, yeah, I'm just picturing, like a horror film where someone's pulled under the water and it's like so quick that the surface barely ripples. Yeah. Like that's how I feel being oh, yeah. into this film. You would think that with the language you would like not follow it. Yeah. But for some reason immediately it starts and I go, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't even bother. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. Ugh. So this is when I switched to talking about framing and movement of the yeah. first few scenes to look at not just like immersion but kind of how like I think it could be like conflicting with immersion, but I think it actually strengthens it. And yeah. I love that. So um, the first few scenes where the family is like in 
court or like on trial or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the camera pans over the faces of each family member from the front, except for William. Mm-hmm. He's speaking as the head of the family and he's like giving his defense and like whatever, but the people, right. his actions impact are centered, which is not how they would have been at right. the time. They have the least power, but their reactions to his speech and to the events are foregrounded. We eventually see William in profile, but Mm -hmm. he's not given the same slow, direct focus as the children and Catherine. Mm -hmm. Then as they're leaving on the wagon, we never see William's perspective. We don't see him driving the horse. We don't see the wagon moving towards us, Mm -mm. like, to something. We see it moving away. First, from the back of the wagon, and you're, like, looking over, like, someone else's head, and you're watching people watch you leave. Mm -hmm. And then it switches so... Um, we the camera the basically stays yeah. watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're watching them go, and it focuses on Thomason and her siblings and her mother. Ugh. So, um, when my brain stopped, <laughs> uh, and it's like when the perspective shifts, it's not the wagon moving like towards something; it's moving further away, mm-hmm. and so it really does lend like that isolation and despair and separation. And I love that. Yeah. And I think it's, like, such a striking choice given the power structure within their society. Mm -hmm. So, like, the father's the head of the house. Women follow. Caleb has more power than Thomason, even though he's younger. And there was even a moment where Thomason tries to support her dad by telling one of her brothers to mind their father. And she's quickly reprimanded because Mm -hmm. it's not for a woman to correct him. (sighs) And so to have their faces be the primary visual point that Mm -hmm. we're starting with was so striking to me. Because... It's like there is so much historical detail, but the story is still focusing on those most marginalized in this specific yeah. like collection of people. The most marginalized people at this time would right. not be the white family. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So all the details were given remind us that Thomason is at the mercy of her father and the framing keeps us focused on her experience of it. Yeah. And a lot of the articles I read go back and forth on whether it's a story of female empowerment or if it's ultimately about belief and sin or if it's a morality tale. And I don't have an answer to any of those things. Nope. And honestly, not a strong opinion either. Nope. I'm just so transfixed by the way Eggers wove his visual and contextual elements together to pull us into a story with dread that builds to hysteria, a fever pitch of chanting and praying and crying. And maybe it's just because I read The Crucible in high school and it has remained in my brain for all of these years <laughs> since. But the way that everything spirals out of control and falls apart is impactful because of how drawn into the story we are. Right. And I just, like, I I love that the framing focusing on the children only serves to strengthen the narrative mm-hmm. and doesn't, like, take you out of immersion. Ugh. Anyway, those are all of my thoughts. I don't, I could just, like, ramble for a while, but that's society, so. <laughs> so. It, immersion. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, it. Like you said, it pulls you in and you don't even know what's happening. You're just there. And you're like, I'm yep. part of the family. <laughs> Not a good thing. Um, Not a good thing. It's just, I don't know. I don't, my thoughts on this movie are just uh, broad because yeah. I think many things. And so I'm like, I want to talk, but I have to look at my notes because I'm like, I have too much to say, you know? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to move right into horror. Yes, because we now just, is the time. Let's, let's, let's immerse ourselves in it, shall we? Yeah. Here we go. I said I love this movie. It's my first note because I was pumped. Um, mm-hmm. And the fun thing, I literally just watched it too. Like this morning, like I woke up, put the movie on and I was like, it's time. Cause Amazing. I just one ran out of time. But also I was like, if I watch it close to when it's time, I'll have better thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie, I it was literally doing the scene that we talked about already with the courtroom 
And I said, the movie's so good already. It's barely even started. And I'm already like, I'm in. Like, I want to know yeah. what's happening. Um, and that's so cool. Because they, like you said, they don't give us why they're banished. But like, just from the conversation he has alone, you're like, Ugh. like it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Like there's something yeah. about it. Not only that, but the acting and the, like you already said, the language. How did they do that? I don't. It I don't know. The language in most films when it's supposed to be from a certain time period, I feel like sometimes mm -hmm. can be, I don't know, not great. Yeah. But this is so good. And even their accents were carefully chosen yeah. because, you know, like in some period pieces, it's just kind of like everyone comes in and we're like, oh, British accents are all the same, British, right? You know? And they instead were like, no, the actor has a good Yorkshire accent. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to make the entire family from there. And from like, it was also more accessible. He said that, I think he said they tried an Essex mm -hmm. accent, but it sounded so piratey. Yeah. <laughs> that they were like, this is not it. This ain't it, dog. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, Every detail is thought of and it's so, it's like obvious, but not in the way where you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I can tell. It, it just, like you said, it immerses you in it. So it's mm -hmm. like every detail is thought of, but you don't even notice. And that's the good, it's a good thing. I don't know. It's just so great. Yeah. And and the dad's voice is so good. It's, it's so deep and so commanding and like spooky. And yeah. he's not even saying anything that scary, but you're like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> I'm in love with it. I swear. Also, dad is ripped, though. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dad. I mean, it's from splitting wood, so. <laughs> the only thing the he can do. The only thing he can do. And you can tell because it's stacked to the top of the house. Mm-hmm. Love that for him. Um, yep. I said, the man's voice is amazing. The casting in this is amazing. So are the costumes. Great natural lighting. Like, as it goes down, I'm just like, <laughs> it's a mm -hmm. whirlwind of things I enjoy. Um, the shot of them in the woods, too, is one of my favorites. Um, when mm. they have been banished, they're on the cart, and then all of a sudden it's that quick cut to them kind of camping, Kneeling. like, yeah. or yeah, like they're all just in the woods, and it's the start of their new life. Yeah. And it's, you've already seen how upset the, like, family looks. Well, certain members, like, obviously Thomason looks very upset. You know, the, the son wants to support dad and mom. Mom wants to keep the kids from being upset, and like, dad, we don't really see so then it's just given you this anxiety of like, oh God, their new life kind of sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's it's great. And the music is hitting these intense, scary, vague notes. Like it's not mm -hmm. a song. It's just voices, like vague yeah. screaming voices that gets louder and louder. And there's nothing happening. Nothing like scary. You know what I mean? Like usually you get these intense notes at the peak of like a fright but it's it's yeah. not. It's just like, well, they're in the woods and life's about to really fucking suck. So I yeah. oh sorry. No, go. go ahead. That's all I had. <laughs> I have just like a stupid note about this section because like <laughs> they have just such this they have just such this is a sentence that such started this. off so promising. Um It's how we should pick our spot in Sons of the Forest. Clasp hands with knowing glances, kneel and lift our hands to the singing woods. <laughs> it's just like that's the only way. It's so ominous. That and is one of my favorite moments as well. Like <sighs> watching them get to that location and like the desperation that they feel and 
It's subtle. It's good. It's spooky. And that's how we need to start choosing our location. <laughs> that's how we need to choose our location. Yep. <laughs> Just that vague screaming in the background. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also said this movie is scary. Yes, we know that. But it also is just lovely. Like, it made me want to yeah. farm. I was like, oh, farm life. As they're, like, living their worst. It's like, oh, give me a bill hook. <laughs> I was like, oh, wish I was milking a goat. And then she's like, I hate my life. And I'm like, woo! I'll husk the rotted corn. <laughs> I'll do it. Listen, you want to curse me? Curse me. Um, but then, and he said that this was the start of, like, the supernatural and the isolation. And it's supposed to make you feel like, helpless was the moment the baby's taken yeah and it's is so good because like at first obviously you're getting the dread from the fact that like they're banished and you can tell that the family is very uneasy about it but then all of a sudden this baby just disappears and nothing else like this has happened so you're just like excuse me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's just gone it's just baby's gone um and it's terrifying and then immediately you get to the old woman in the woods just touching that baby and then she's mm. you know she turning yeah. but it ain't butter no it baby goo and it baby goo i literally write i wrote that baby's a goner yeah oh anything no. i just it creeps oh and she's rubbing it all over and you can like see it but you never see the face which is so interesting i love that yeah it's just this vague scary witch I said watching this witch do her witch things is very scary. Um, It just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain why it gets me so bad, but it's like the fact that you you never really get who this person is. No, I felt the same. Like I'm, we've seen gory as fuck films. It's like uh, Let Us Pray is like one of my favorite films, The Descent, but like watching someone slowly run their hand over a baby Uh was menacing and gross yeah and you don't even see her cut into the baby no you like realize that that's what she's about to do um but you don't see that and then you do see like the grinding of the baby viscera and paste and stuff it's awful like it's awful but it's it was so horrific. well done like yeah he does such a good job of uh robert eggers i should say of cutting away at just the right moments and yeah. then cutting back at the right moments too so like You'll you'll not see something and go, thank God, because that was too yeah. much. And then all of a sudden, yeah. she's grinding this baby. And then you go, oh, no. like Yeah, no. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like you're you're thankful. And then all of a sudden, you're angry again. And you're like, Robert, <laughs> yo, don't. Yeah. Um, but that part is so good because, one, you can hear that sound. But it's also this sound of, like, I can't tell what's music and what is baby mashing. Mm-hmm. Um. And then that sound continues even when we're watching her in the water and in the mud and she's doing her, she's on the stick and she's floating. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to hear it. You can't see it, but you you think that that's what the noise is. So it's like this unsettling, I know what you've done, even though it's Mm -hmm. not happening anymore thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that continues throughout the whole movie. It's like you have to sit with what just happened, even though you can't see it anymore. And it's because it affects every single person and every single aspect of the movie. And it's so good. The attention to mm-hmm. detail, like you said, is just oh, incredible. And then I said, this is reminding me of The Wicker Man because besides mm. the whole murdering the baby thing, the devil worshiping is kind of great. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think you that's get to float, right? And I think it's on purpose. I mean, it's supposed to show this like intense religion and this super like stubborn. I believe what I believe, and I'm gonna follow it. Mm-hmm. 
to their own death. Like, I, I mean, yeah. a lot of it has to do with the witch, obviously, but so much of it also has to do with the family falling apart and trying mm-hmm. to follow this life of, I'm a sinner and I have to live with that and blah, blah, blah. But like the baby hasn't done anything. But the dad is like, oh yeah, the baby's a sinner. Yeah. And the poor, what's the uh, younger son's name? Not the twin, but... Uh, Caleb? Caleb. Caleb having to deal with like, is that baby in hell? Mom said that that baby's in hell. Am I going to be in hell because I'm not baptized, but I'm trying to live my life as sinless as I can. Mm -hmm. So like, it's terrifying. I'm like, yeah, the witch is scary, but like watching them go through that is awful. Yeah. So the guess of like covering religious trauma, that's a really damn good guess because like, I, we talked about this very, very briefly. Um, I think back when I was talking about like the stranger danger panic. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was another time when there was something to do with kids and like working or something. Yeah. But like kids didn't used to be like the pinnacle of innocence. Mm-hmm. It used to be assumed that like they, well, in certain religions, that they were born sinful inherently and like automatically bent towards sin and had to like overcome that yeah. through like learning and growth and stuff. And so looking at this little baby, I'm like not a baby person, but no. I'm looking at him I was like, how could you say, I mean, granted, I don't have to listen to him cry, but I'm like, how could you say that he is a sinful like creature born of iniquity? Yeah. Like, and I feel that way about Caleb too. Cause I'm like this poor kid, kid who is having, and like they keep showing him obviously kind of not lusting cause that's not what it is, yeah. but just having these feelings about like Thomason, the only yeah. girl that is like older and yeah, like, it's creepy, but like that's a teenage boy who's being so repressed aggressively that like mm-hmm. he thinks everything he does is wrong. Yep. And I'm like, oh my god, it's hard to watch the the downfall. Nothing um, like going into the woods to ask your dad if you're going to hell when you're ten. Ten years old, and he's like, So I'm going to hell, right? Because we all fucked up, Dad. <laughs> like And it, the ugh. most like reassuring thing his dad can say is that nobody knows who's predestined to go where. I know. And I'm like, such a shitty answer, Dad. And then he's like, hush, I have to shoot a rabbit. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, which this brings me to my triple feature um, idea. Ooh. I said this, Wicker Man, and then mm. The Village. I thought those would be a fun, oh. like, um, and I know people don't like The Village, whatever. If you don't like it, that's fine. But I that's thought fun. it had the same kind of, like, let's put let's let's hide from society and let's do our own thing and you know Mm -hmm. we know what's right and everybody else is wrong kind of thing um and wicker man had that same vibe too where it's like i'm gonna constantly preach this uh correct religion to you in this entire town is like yeah no i i don't agree yeah um so i just thought that was great thought it'd be fun oh i like Um, that i was i was trying to think of my triple feature and i keep coming back to the ritual because that too like ominous woods yeah <laughs> that's a good one and and like honestly his movies are so aesthetic that i was like oh the lighthouse mm. and i went well yeah he made that like duh yeah. <laughs> and so i was like i'm not putting that <laughs> um I, I will say this too the acting in this is incredible we already talked about it mm. but the children in this movie how the fuck <laughs> did they do this like i don't the twins oh the, the twins scare me shitless they scare me shitless and they're insufferable but like that's yeah. the point like yeah. They're they're this weird age in between where like they don't have that same fear that Caleb has. They don't have they're not old enough to like 
be wanting, I don't know, to have that want to like be good for the parents, you know? They have underdeveloped empathy. Yeah, like they're just, <laughs> but they're incredible because they're kids. Yeah. So they're chasing they're this goat around and I'm like, they talking to that goat? Is it actually talking to them? We don't ever really know. There's no way to know. And it drives me nuts. I'm like, I want to get confirmation that these twins are evil because I hate them. <laughs> yeah. They're so annoying. But that's the point is that like, yeah. It's not just the witch causing terror. It's the family falling apart and like Thomason's continued annoyance with these twins and being like, I'm so fucking over you and no one else like caring. And she's like, oh, yeah, hate them. Yep. <laughs> and then it's just, and the family's falling apart and it's just so good to watch. And these twins were so good at making oh me hate God. them. And I know that's the yeah. point. I'm sure they're adorable now. This was 2015. I'm sure they've grown up and they're adorable. I'm, Huh? Who knows? Or they're teenagers or and they're, they're monsters. <laughs> or they're teenagers and I hate them more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said dad is ripped. Blah blah. We already know. Yeah. I love his little sheet moment. We love that when he's got his little his little cut his wood cutting. I was breath. full of rage towards him at that moment because the moment where, like, Thomason is forced to take off mm-hmm. her father's shirt for yeah. him, and I'm just like, this is so creepy yes. and uncomfortable. And it's also just, like, a a testament to the power structures and, like, the expectation and, like, women serving Mm -hmm. men and all this stuff. But there was also, like, this unpleasant, like, sexual tension. And that is, like, tied in later because of what Catherine says. But I also just had so much rage towards him. Yes. Because in that moment, it's, like, he is – it felt like very childish and I know that's not how it was like framed or perceived at the time yeah. it was like his statement of power is being served in this way but it was like dude you can unlace your own fucking shirt and now you go put on a little towel blanket like get over yourself get dressed put on your big boy pants literally it was literally the exact same thought I had where I was like <laughs> it's gross one there's this creepy sexual tension which is purposeful i think because yeah. obviously Catherine's supposed to but it's funny because Catherine tells her to do it yeah so there's this double not double standard i don't know what the word is looking for hypocrisy maybe but yeah. like it's just her being like go do that for your dad and then she's like you slut and it's like yeah <laughs> bro so i saw you bewitch him yeah so it, so it's gross it's creepy but i had the same thought where i went bro you can't take that shirt off what are you a child and then he's like i'm gonna go chop my wood with my dress on because nobody would help me and i'm like okay and then he stacks it all the way to the fucking roof of the house because he's like i know what i'm good at and everyone's like buddy i'm begging you to bring food home (laughs) and he's like i can't do that i'm busy Mm -mm. chopping my wood yeah my cats are having a fight oh no calm (laughs) down they're pissed they're so pissed um whatever but yeah, so that moment is just just great. And then I love watching it with subtitles because one, I finally could like mm. see what they were saying. Yeah. They're not necessarily hard to understand. It's just if you can't see the words in the order they're saying it, you're like, huh? But then yeah. once you see it, you're like, oh, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, it's great. I love the the rabbit and the constant different animals. Oh, that rabbit. Mm-hmm. I don't like his face at all. His scary little so- eyes. Have I ever seen, I'm sure you've seen this before. It's not like, oh, have I found this one gem that you've never seen before? Uh, the meme of like the difference between rabbits yes, and hares. Yes. <laughs> and the hare is like can see into yep. oblivion. It's like, oh my God. The hare has seen the end of time. 
a nightmare. And yeah, because there's a whole part where Caleb like it's the rabbit, it's the crow, it's the raven, like it's every animal mm-hmm. is just the witch basically watching them and so good. I love mm-hmm. the tie into like the animals and you know it's it's great. Um, but I hated that rabbit, that that hair. I didn't want it to look at me. <laughs> I was no. like, don't. No. Um, and then I just said again, I said, this movie's great. I said, their intense dedication to this religion and stubbornness is killing them. Like, by the end, mm. signing that book and joining the devil is just a great decision. Yeah. Like, it, it it starts out you being like, oh, my God, this is so scary. And then by the end, you're kind of like, you know, I would, too. What are you going to do? Yeah. And that's the whole point. I said, I, I really like when all the sound cuts out, too. And it's just the haunting music because it adds to the eeriness and the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And it forces you, again, to just sit there. Um, all right. And this is another, we'll get to my notes in a second, but there is one Australian in this movie. Who is it, Kate? See, this is hard because they weren't trying to do like typical American accents. Yeah. The answer is going to piss you off, but I can't wait. Is it one of the children? Is it Samuel? Mm -mm. Is it the mom? Mm -mm. Who the fuck is it? It's the witch that doesn't talk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so angry. It's the hot witch. When she comes out, I, I, cause I was looking it up and I was like trying to see who played who. And then I saw her and I'm like, Oh, what did, what does she do? So Mm -hmm. I like clicked on her and it was like Australian model, blah, blah, blah. And I went, Oh yes. I can't wait to make Kate mad and be like, there's one Australian Kate and you didn't pick it up. It's cause she doesn't talk. But if she had, (laughs) you would have been like, got her. Yep. (laughs) I was hoping you would just guess it. And I'd be like, God, she's good. No. Um, they can't hide from me. I know. That's why I was like, she'll know. But I also said she could curse me any day. Yeah. If I was in the woods and that witch came out. I'd be like, I'll choke up an apple. What do you want? Yep. I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> I don't care. You want me to float? I'll mm. float. <laughs> also, I said that I would sleep with the goats every day. It looked really cozy when she was in there in the mm. rain milking the goat. I was like, it looks nice. I yeah. can't sleep there. It also has better vibes than, like, having her mother stare daggers at her <laughs> and, like, being blamed for everything. Like, the goats have better vibes the, than the parents do. The goats had way better vibes. Even Black yeah. Phillip, who is yeah. canonically an asshole on set. Yeah. People hate him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I said, poor Caleb. I feel for Caleb in this movie the most, I think. Like, Thomason, obviously. But there's something about Caleb that is so, like, this kid just wants to be a kid. And they're like, absolutely not. And so he's just a little adult. Yeah. Who hates it. Who hates every second of it. Mm-hmm. And that poor boy just never feels joy in this movie. <laughs> nope. Um, and then I also said, no wonder Black Phillip was an asshole on set. He had to hang out with the twins. <laughs> like, the <laughs> whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I am so tired of their fucking song. They were like, it's oh, not even my name. He's so hard to work with. What a mean goat. He's so mean. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> His only co-stars were those fucking twins. Oh, my God. Um, I'm saving that because it's my scariest moment. Mm. One of my favorite parts is when Thomason finally lays into her dad. Love that. Yeah. When she was like, you stole the cup and let me get blamed. You did this and let me get blamed. For how long? And I just mm-hmm. said, yeah, Thomason, get his ass. Yep. I just, oh, I love it. Um, is this enough truth for you or whatever yes, she says? Yes, like, when she's oh, like, so good. you're trying to get me to tell the truth and you have done zero truth telling this entire fucking movie. Yeah. Um, until it's too late. Like she said, she goes like, until it's way too late. And then all of a sudden, you know, at the last moment, oh, so good. Then it cuts to this one. It has a quick cut to a moment that made me laugh so hard. And I'm like, I know it's supposed to be intense, but it was fucking funny. When it cuts to all the kids in the goat area and they're just like mean mugging the camera. 
so funny because they were all like put in there like in hysterics and then like a few hours later they're like bored and they're like are you a witch are you a witch (laughs) over it and they're like yeah bro this sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're like can we all agree (laughs) i just i love it because yeah they're screaming when they're put in there and crying and then they're like oh i've cried out (laughs) yep it's so good um then we get to the crow part which is (sighs) terrifying (laughs) so good boy oh boy I mean, it's so, I, and I feel like, I feel like I might be wrong, but I feel like it, it's supposed to be the devil trying to tempt as many of the family that like they kind of can. Yeah. And then eventually I think, obviously that doesn't work on the mom. The mom is too desperate to hold on to a life that she wants like back in London, I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. Because the baby says, not baby, um, after Caleb is dead and there's a little ghost is like holding the baby and is like, I have a book that you might want to look at. And the mom is like, nah, I want to breastfeed this crow. So yep. <clears throat> she's a little gone. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's a little too far gone at that point. And who can blame her? You know, the devil said like, maybe I don't want her actually. Yeah. Yeah. The devil watched Just her do her thing and went, there. I'm going I'm to I'm pass. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> you can be picky. Yeah. Um, I said, I literally wrote this question and then the next line I went, I got it. I wrote, I kind of want answers. Like, why is the witch actually doing this? Because it feels like we don't really get it. And then I said, never mind. I think I know. They're trying, she's trying to make them desperate enough to maybe sign this book. Or like, not the witch. It's the devil really trying to do it. And I was like, got it. Yeah. Moving on. Um, This movie is gorgeous and so harrowing. Um, This is where I can tell you what I did. I was watching this and a long time ago, I had done some fan art for the witch Mm because I love it so much. And then I was watching it and I was like, oh, what if I did like a whole series where I painted a moment from the beginning and then the middle and then the end. And I just did like a a triptych of like three key moments. So every time something would look good, I would take a picture of my TV to be like, okay, remember that so we can paint it later and this and that. Um, And one of the moments was I had uh, her in the courtroom or them bowing at the the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my next moment was, I think like, her doing something something with caleb but then my favorite one was her covered in blood her mom's blood and she's just standing in the whole farm is like behind her yeah yes and then the last one is obviously her floating um but i was like i'm gonna paint that this movie is a painting it's beautiful i want to see it it reminds me of uh when we talked about do you remember what it was called black coats yes thank you yeah that movie felt like a painting but this movie is like even more yeah oh it was so pretty oh i loved it <clears throat> um and then i said when things go wrong you'll blame anyone even when there's mm. like when there's no clear answers so the mom just pointing fingers at like every kid she can the dad pointing fingers i think at that point what what else can they do they turned on their children so fast but what are you gonna do there's literally no answers and you're just sitting there being like well my son just puked up an apple and died yeah I, what, what else do you do uh, it was terrifying yeah um oh my god and then i said uh the ending of this movie is evil but also it's like a sigh of relief at that point yeah and that's why i love it and it said at a certain point you just start rooting for the devil yeah and i think that's the whole point is that like you're supposed to feel how thomason feels throughout this whole thing and it's like this intense devotion mm-hmm. and then you go mad because of that devotion and then you're like fuck it i'm just gonna sign this book and I would have too. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. A lot of people like in the articles I read were pointing out like she tried 
the Christian way. She like did. she like, tried to apologize for the sins that she had when she was born and then apologize for future sin and like live this and it didn't work. She got accused of witchcraft. Her entire yeah. family died. And it's like, yeah, I guess of the options where it's I try to maintain a farm by myself, I try to go back to a place where we've been banished. Or I sign a book or, and float in the air with, you know how hard it is to make friends as adults? Boom. She had a coven. A whole circle right there. Yeah. I think that the, the movie's so good at being like, you turn so quick. Because at first you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to them. And then you watch them turn on each other and you go, well, <laughs> yeah. all right, I guess, you know, I'll float too. Yeah. And those are my notes on horror. And that's how I felt. This movie's gorgeous. Oh. So good. Yeah. Um, so going through some of mine. <laughs> when Thomason is praying at the beginning, she's like, I have broken all like 10 commandments in thought or whatever. I'm like, Thomason with the thought crimes. <laughs> and then they hand Samuel off to her and was like, you give the sin riddled daughter the baby. That's on you, fam. Like, <laughs> literally. Because <laughs> she comes straight from like her confessions mm-hmm. of sin. And first of all, like. I don't know how much I'm projecting and how much was like intended, but I'm like, this girl is like 13. Right. And she is so convinced that she is like a wretched human and she's just a human. And it's like, I don't believe that she's sin riddled, but I believe that her family believes her to be sin riddled. So. And then they give her a baby immediately. (laughs) And they give her a baby. Um, And then, so going back, you mentioned the floating Mm -hmm. uh, on the stick thing being like Goya. Um, when I saw this the first time, the way she floated was like so smoothly cartoonish that I assumed or like had like this thought going through that the witch was like metaphorical for sin or guilt. And Mm -hmm. there wasn't actually a forest witch. It was all just like Thomason just like being like, yeah, I kind of did murder my baby brother. Right. But there's a witch. Um, I no longer like have that exact perspective, but yeah. Uh, my next note. Don't interrupt your mother while she's praying. You know how she gets. Um, <laughs> Do you know how she gets? You know how she gets. Um, and then William says, we will conquer this wilderness. It will not consume us. And it's like, that's the language of colonizers. Yep. Conquer the wilderness and also <laughs> it consumes yeah. you. Um, get you a gun taller than your son. Because <laughs> Caleb is carrying this <laughs> shotgun or rifle or some shit so big. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to coach your children that they're born inherently sinful. Um, Make sure they know. And then I'm just like a lot of folk tales and like fairy tales and stuff ultimately come down to like morality tales Mm -hmm. or like fables. And it was like this whole thing is a morality tale for telling a joke to a younger sibling. Like you can't do that. You can't. (laughs) Um, I don't remember why I wrote this. I think it was something about them like talking to each other about eternal life. But what I wrote was, if I got some eternal life to the table, would your soul have any? <laughs> I know you'll have some. I know you'll have some. <laughs> um, and then when Thomason and Caleb both go missing in the woods and you cut back to the family and mm-hmm. like how desperate they are to find them, the twins are tethered to the gate. And I laughed so I hard. I did not see that. Literally put a <gasps> leash on those children. Yes. And they were like tied to each other. And like, it was so funny because they're like. <laughs> they were like, listen, we already lost three. Yeah. We're not losing the worst two. Tie them up. I would have let them go. I'd have been like, maybe you guys get lost in the woods. Yeah. It's like, oh, they took our favorite. God damn. God damn. Um, 
And then when they have Kayla back after his um, very traumatizing time with the witch. Yeah. Uh, they tie like a cloth cummerbund around. I was like, what was the purpose of that? Like, I don't understand why you wrapped a length of cloth around his stomach when what you were about to do was bleed his eyebrow. That was um, my thought, too. I watched them do it and I was like, did he have a cut that we don't know about? Is there a poultice on there? Did like, they, I don't like, understand. Pull it tight to get some pressure up there? I don't know. No fucking clue. But who they am sure I? Did but do not it. a witch. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and someone yells at William. Uh, I think it's Catherine yells at him to be like, you need to think about like what could be causing this yeah. or like what other possible like solution is there other than our daughter's a fucking witch. And she yells, think. And he says, I have no thoughts. And it's like <laughs> me at work every day. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's the most relatable you've been. <laughs> Oh, and then um, the mother tells her, like, weird as fuck dream about this, like, ecstatic experience that she had with Jesus. And I was like, she was so lusty for Jesus, but now she has the ick because she was like, I can't see that. I can't feel it anymore. And I'm like, okay. She lost one baby and she was like, it's not going to work out, Jesus. No. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's not me. It's you. (laughs) It's not me. It's you. (laughs) Um, And then this is. A quote they have, forgive my children, they cannot tame their natural evils. It's like, just little things to say when children cry on airplanes. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Well, also, there was a quote. It was how they said I love you. And it, for some reason, just gave me the good giggle. Yeah. Where was it? It made me laugh so hard. And I was like, oh, that's that's such a fun way to say I love you. And I want to say that now. <laughs> All the time. I'll find it later. Oh, okay. I love thee marvelous well. I was like, wow, okay. Whoa. He was like, oh, okay. son, I love the marvelous well. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> My brain is now picturing next to like the well from the ring. And it's just like, I love the marvelous well. <laughs> that's what I was like. That's a boy, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. That's all. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and then Philip rams into the wood stack, which falls on the dad. All the dad could do was split wood, and now he's been and crushed he's by crushed it. By like, it. what would. What would you do if your fatal flaw was splitting wood? And also, wilderness did consume you. That goat took yeah. you out, bud. Oh, <laughs> Nature boy, <did> won. <laughs> yep. Uh, then when the mom yells, proud slut, something about, like, bewitch him with your sluttish mm-hmm. looks. Um, and then I don't know what birds I'm talking about, but it was, like, when the birds don't have time for your sluttish ways. It's something that Thomason does, and there are birds. <laughs> I don't remember don't the remember. birds, but maybe. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> When she's walking into the woods, mm-hmm. she is signed the book, stripped off her shift. Yeah. And she's like walking towards the fire. And I'm picturing like socially awkward, like, how do I join this? Like, y'all got room on your campfire for like right. one more naked wiggler. Like, and just like, I'll scoot in between you. <laughs> do you guys mind if I float here? Like, is that yeah. okay? Or? Is it okay if I float here? <laughs> um, and then because it's just in my brain of like the, uh, uh, like teaser trailers, mm-hmm. uh, posters. Yeah, posters is the word I was looking for. Where it is, we all float down here, yeah. and this is what's that like to live deliciously? What's that like to float down here? What's that like to float? <laughs> <laughs> the answer uh, to both is yes. <laughs> and I would. then yes, I would obviously. And then uh, this one is just—I'm pretty sure someone else has already done this, and it's not an original thought because I don't have those. <laughs> um, but if Taco Bell hasn't already done. Wouldst thou like to live moss? What are they doing? <laughs> oh my god. Can we if it hasn't been made, TMTMTM, TM, TM, we're making yeah. shirts. 
What's that like to live Mars? <laughs> Ding. <laughs> so that's actually my last just note. like two prayer hands in front of a Baja blast. <laughs> Thank <you>. Incredible. <laughs> oh, those are beautiful notes. Thank you. <laughs> um, is it time for scariest moment? Yes, it is. Okay, I've got mine. Do you have yours? Yes. Okay, you go first. Okay, um, it's when Jonas and Mercy are pretending to be bewitched when Caleb dies, when they start, like, screaming the chants. Mm -hmm. Because that, like, have you read The Crucible or... I know, yeah. Seen it? Okay. The, like, mass hysteria, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, of, like, people falling and it... It gets me. It's, like, one of those things that scares me so much because you also see it in... The Doctor Who episode where they're on a train and it stops and there's that like thing, the light infects Mm -hmm. a person and it it's like this distrust that is like building over time and then suddenly it sparks and it's blazing and it's out of control and you can't like reason has no place here and it's so scary to me. Because she's like trying to speak logic to it, but her little siblings are devilish. And they're, like, screaming and chanting and doing all this stuff. And from her perspective, she's watching her, ch- her like, little siblings yeah. be little shits and <clears throat> lie. And she could get ugh. killed for it. I'm, oh, that scared me so bad. It's so terrifying. They were just ugh, amazing in this. Yeah. Um, similar moment. Mine is, uh, <clears throat> mine is Caleb's monologue. Oh. That boy is such a good actor. I, don't, yeah, I hope he moved on. I hope he did other stuff. I don't know. But, mm. um. It's just terrifying. It's the, like, they can't get him to talk. They can't get him to do anything. And then all of a sudden he says something. And they all get this, like, smile. Like, oh, my God, he's going to be okay. And then he sits up and gives this harrowing, terrifying monologue. And he does that thing with, like, kiss thy lips. And he touches his lips. And then that his scary breath when he goes, and, like, keeps doing it as he's falling down. And then he just dies. Mm. And I'm like, Ew. It scared the shit out of me. It, yeah. He did such a good job. It was so realistic and like the way he died was so scary and yeah. I don't know. I don't, I You're like, like where's it. this going? Nowhere good. Yeah, like, but I don't like. Ugh. It was just scary to see him be bewitched and then just have so much devotion. Still, like he's still just like I can't wait to see Christ, even though like they've told him like I'm gonna go to hell because you weren't baptized. It was just scary. Yeah. I don't know. That one got me bad. (laughs) A lot of things in that scene to be frightened of. I mean, that whole scene is incredible, but that moment. Yeah. That's, 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 that's my scary moment. Are you ready for tropes? I'm so ready. I (laughs) can't wait. There are several that you've already just called out. Oh. Uh, So animal motifs, the use of like the hair and um, goats, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Bookends. We start off with Thomason's face, like very um downcast mm-hmm. and frightened and then at the end she's floating, she's floating <laughs> and <in> ecstatic <laughs> yeah uh so those are good bookends mm-hmm. cradling your kill so she killed her mother in self-defense oh, and yeah. she didn't want to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just like holding her mother's corpse Oof. uh deal with the devil love it yeah uh distressed wood chopping this is when someone is upset so they chop wood it's as, yep. We've all got our ways to cope. <laughs> we all do indeed. Uh, don't go in the woods. So they talk about the way that the woods are like dangerous mm-hmm. and the mother's like, how, why the fuck would you go in the woods? Yeah. Um, evil is not well lit. 
So mm. um, when Satan, the devil, whatever, is like walking behind Thomason, like tempting her with butter and dresses, like what a he's just, you only see like a few little pieces Speaking of him. Speaking of, have you seen his costume? It's ornate, right? It's gorgeous. It's incredible. Yeah. That yeah. man is dripped out fucking amazing. He looks so good. Yeah. And they were like, and we're not going to show it. And I said, oh, yeah. bold. <laughs> Apparently in like the witch's <clears throat> den or whatever, they had like pottery that was like made specifically to match other things with like normal things. It's like, you don't even see shit. No. You, there's so but much the that because detail. they went by candlelight, like you literally don't see it, but it's there. Yeah. It's wild to me. So Ugh, full cover. Yeah, of yeah. course. It's, that was the trope, not my like. Yeah, oh, yeah, full yeah. Cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, gory discretion shot. You mentioned this earlier, where you think yeah. you're gonna see the baby get stabbed in the stomach, and then it cuts away, and you're like, oh, good. And then, uh, you know, they're grinding baby into a slurry. All of a sudden, it's oh, bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Hot Witch, you also oh. called this one out. I'm sorry. What can I say? <laughs> uh, hypocrite. So mm-hmm. Thomason rightly calls out the father mm-hmm. for being a goddamn hypocrite. Uh, impaled with extreme prejudice when <laughs> Black Phillip kills the father. Yeah. Uh, then this one is a pairing of two tropes. Incest subtext and jealous parent. Ew. Ick. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that anymore. No. Nope. <laughs> Uh, lady in red. So the witch that steals the baby is wearing a red cloak. Mm-hmm. Letting her hair down. Oh, uh, freedom. Freedom. <laughs> Girl's trip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> minimalist cast. It's, it, with the exception of like the first scene mm-hmm. and the last scene, it's just them. Yeah. Mundane luxury where butter <sighs> is like something that only certain people, like wealthy enough people have. Right. Nude nature dance. So... In the trope yes. page for this one, it tends to be more like uplifting and yeah. like blithe and like carefree and connected to nature. But this is a dark take on it. Yeah. Um. So uh, dark, <laughs> grim, nude nature dance. Grim nature dance. Grim nature dance. Um. Brum, brum, brum. Secondary character title. So this one, I'm. I think it's still interesting enough to talk about, mm-hmm. but I don't really think like to me personally, the witch doesn't feel like a secondary character because I don't see her as a character. Yeah. I see her as a source of conflict and a source of dread. But yeah. I don't I don't like feel like I wonder where the witch is. It to me <laughs> is just more of like an event or series mm-hmm. of events than like one titular witch. Right. <laughs> titular witch. Titular Sorry. Witch. <laughs> hey. Um shown their work mm-hmm. because of all the fucking research that Eggers did, you can tell. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and then my last trope, never would have predicted it. Witch hunt. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> so it's time to rate the movie. I have one. Okay. Do you have any? No. <laughs> Tethered twins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the noise I just made was unholy. I was like, yeah. trying to think. And I was like, oh, there's so many obvious ones. And I was like, Really, really love those twins being leashed yeah. to the game. Yeah. Oh, the only thing Ooh. in my brain was like proud sluts. Oh, yeah. But I think tethered twins tethered is twins. just so. Yeah, because proud sluts could be any movie, you know? Could be any of them. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, I know how I many know tethered mine. twins I give it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Mine was obscured by the lights. It looks like I just have a thumb. <laughs> I'm like, just no, one. No, it's holy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a that's a perfect ten tethered twins. Oh my god, yeah. Which is ten too many. Ten too many. Ooh. I mean, two twins was too many. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like the twins. Dear God, they were annoying. <clears throat> they remind me of the boy from the Babadook. Where you're like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I want um oh. I want to cut where the mother's like, why can't you just be normal? And then it cuts to the twins tethered to the gate. And they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> they're the worst. It's fucking annoying. Uh, yeah, um, a perfect, perfect five for me because it's just beautiful. Yeah. And the attention yeah. to detail is gorgeous. And I know, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea because it's not, it probably doesn't have the pace or like the type mm. of scares that some people like. Totally fair. Um, but if you're okay with a slow burn, this movie's fucking gorgeous and so oh God, good. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, it just has a lot of a lot of different layers to what could scare you, you know? And yeah. I think that's great. For sure. Yeah. Um, I can, like, go many ways on a slow burn. And sometimes I'm just too impatient as a person for a slow burn. <laughs> but I really love this one. Yeah. So, of course, I have to give it five tethered twins. Yeah. Um, which, hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it. Are we saying that five tethered twins is five twins, so there's a missing twin? Because the pairs would be two and one. Hmm. It'd be five pairs. Okay, five pairs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> so really, it's a perfect the perfect twin go? Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it visually stunning. I, as I mentioned, get nerdy for other nerds. Mm-hmm. So, like, knowing how much work and study oh. went into creating this. And I also really love when, like, there's some sort of immersion with the actors that's not traumatizing. Right. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Love that. Where it's like, okay, you're going to learn what um, a bill hook is, or you're going to understand this. And I just think that's so cool. Like, I don't have better words That's a good kind of immersion. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's why, I mean, that's 10 tethered twins. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. It's just that that. good. (laughs) Yeah. So that wraps up our discussion of The Witch. The Vavitch. The Vavitch. I was like, I can't, I have to say it at least twice. So I have to get it out. It's like, I gotta. It's in my soul. Much like the the rotten apple within me. I must throw it up. (laughs) Gotta yarf up the (laughs) Vavitch. So if you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find us. And it's also just really cool reading what you have to say. Do it. and rate and review anywhere. Or just yeah, like, I was like, anywhere's fine. Stay friends. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Just Cool With It. And every week we'll post the movie for the week and some no context quotes. Um, mm-hmm. I have those kind of backlogged. And so I'm just like kind of randomly throwing those no context quotes I out there. I also have to make the <laughs> thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> the movie this week. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Uh, you can also check out our extended show notes on our website, justgoalwithitpod.com. About the first half of those mm-hmm. are out so far. Um, extended show notes take a minute to get put together and added to the site. <clears throat> you could also take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justgoalwithit. Uh, I th- we watched Wendell and Wild and played Pumpkin Panic. Were oh, those the God, last yeah. two things? I, I think oh. so. Okay. Yeah. Because we kind of did stuff early in October. Yeah. So now it's November time, baby. It's November. Excited. So our patrons are incredible and yeah. we'd like to take this opportunity to thank them. Yeah. So there's Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, Andrew, and Olivia. Woo! That's like a wolf intro- howl. <laughs> Sorry. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the intro and outro music was created by Anthony Racazella. The cover art is by our very own Nikki Solomon. What if I just floated away? <laughs> 
<laughs> what if I was like, thanks, Kate? You know what would happen? My headphones would drag. <laughs> I would get caught and be like, ah, fuck. You'd be like, God damn it, without me. <laughs> like, I can't witch too high my headphones. They won't allow it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Talk about all these witches made me sweaty. <laughs> I'm stopping it. <laughs> I'm stopping it. 